This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We've all gathered to pay tribute and to give the Kavad Achroin. To Hai Gavra Rabba, Tzadika Rabba, Sorid Midar Hayashan, one of the Ziknei Rabbonim of our generation, one of the Ziknei Rabbonim of America, our beloved Zaidi, Father, Rav B. Yisrael, Zikni Moiri, Harav, Mardachai Leib Gladstein, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. I want to call Rabbi Tzvi Hirschbang to say a Kapitel Hatelem. Ashrei <laughs> Bechoyel asher yase yatsliach, loichein harishoyim, ki im kamoitz asher tidfenu ruach, halkein lo yokumu rishoyim bamishpot, vachatoyim badas tzadikim, ki yedea benoi derech tzadikim, tiderech rishoyim toivein. Call Rabbi Ari Leibovitz for a capital to him. Shiramalo <laughs> Yoimo mashemeshlo yakeko, biareach baloilo. Adeno ishmacho mikoro ishmores nafshecho. Adeno ishmores teisko veyecho, miatovi adeilo. 
like to ask Rav Moshe Tavyalif, the Mardasra of Agadot Yisrael Beis Binyamin, to give the very Hesper. I'm a Telzer, and Minigan tells us there are never any Estevim on Chalamoid. Having said that, there's a concept of Chocham Munach Lefonov. Of Zev Hobman and Talmud Chacham also was Nifter <coughs> on Sukkot and Nespeidim in Lakewood with three hours. So I'm putting Tells aside and I'm following what the Shulchanov says. The biggest Hespid on the rabbi is sitting in the front row. He's got a little bit of a ponytail. He didn't meet, leave the rabbi's side for an entire year. His name is Perry. And Perry is really what Rabbi Gladstein was all about. Rabbi Gladstein was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. Rabbi Gladstein affected the Jewish people and the world. And Spadim today, and not just about this Adam Choshev Talmud Chacham Mufli. It's a Hespid on Sachachov. It's a Hespid on the Malbim. It's a Hespid on the Kloisenberger. Because the Grace and Nifta built Mikvoyas after the Machama with the Kloisenberger. I've said this story over for thousands of people. My family certainly knows it. It was. Yomtev and two elderly people reminiscing about their camp experience. Auschwitz concentration camp. The Gladstein's Echetzadik Kodesh Lavorcha Rabbi Lachman Zatzal. And was standing gathering around them, and all of a sudden, Rabbi Lachman turns to me and said. Del Yid Ken Davenin. Del Yid Ken Davenin. This Jew knows how to pray. They'd come back from the back-breaking work in Auschwitz. It was late at night. And I'm glad things And I'm very guarded when I say Kaddish. He tells Kaddish is on someone who was killed Al-Kiddush Hashem. But he was a Kaddish because he lived Al-Kiddush Hashem. His whole life was Kiddush Hashem. Eighty years saying Kaddish to those that had no one to say Kaddish, those that perished and were killed by the Nazis, Yom Shimon dying. Al Kiddush Hashem in the Holocaust. He was walking embodiment of Kiddush Hashem. He goes to the wall and starts davening Shemun All of a sudden a Nazi, Yom Shimon comes in. And Farouk the Yud, you crazy Jew, and he starts beating him and pummeling him to within an inch of his life, scraping off his face with his hobnailed boot, kicking him. He left him more dead than alive, battered, bruised. And the minute the Nazi rushed out in fury, the Gladstein <coughs> picked himself up, walked to the wall, and continued 
as if nothing had happened. Reminiscent of Ger. There was a Ger Chosid on his way to the gas chamber. Some of his friends were at the fence looking, watching, saying goodbye. He said, Today we start saying the same Talmud Lavrocha. Ludicrous. In three minutes, he's going to be ashes. Of a medavak and matzis. In Valorjan, they would say, medavak and matzis, loyal to stoimim. What did Lloyd do when the whole world was on fire? Matzis off of a pesach. Medavak matzis. Medavin shmanesrei. He gave chizik to thousands of Yidin. That was the Kiddush Hashem of Rav Gladstone's Zatzal. The Gemara says, David, Nusach of Shechiva, going to rest. Hiniach Bonov Acharov. The Gladstone left wonderful sons of Leish Yossi, Tamiri Chachomim, He's not gone. He's resting. The embodiment of his children and his enekloch and enekloch, all of this, all of this, this is loimes. We're not supposed to be marach. We just want to talk to the family. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Menachem Avu gave a Birchaz Tanchumin to Yitzchok. Vayivorech Yitzchok Benoi. Does he have to remind him that he's getting up from Shiva on his father Avram? Of course he knows he's his son. But to Slonim Edvorem Nifloim there are three partners in every human being in the creation of man. The Father, the Mother, and God Almighty, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. saying, Yitzhak, you don't have a mother. You don't have a father. You become my full son. Yitzhak Benoi, now you're the total son of HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch takes over the role of the mother and the role of the father. So for this noble family, I say, it wasn't long ago we were in the airport in Levayev, Yechoshev, Imamenu, Yechoshev, a mother, Tzadikis. And so your mother is Nishnidavalt. And now your father is Echetzadik, the Kodesh, the Vrachem. Nishnidavalt. Benishnidavalt is taking over completely you're going to be his son. He will take full responsibility for everything. Yiddishkeit is quid pro quo. Tzodik HaKoyim Levoblin, the Putnus, that's all right, and what of Tanchumim, but the Makar is a Tzodik, complete Tzodik. The Novi Zechaya Gimel says, Gimel, capital Gimel, the Novi says, that I'm going to place you Mehalchim, those that walk amongst those that stand. 
Zokta Tzodik, there are two types of Gruim, of creations. A Malach, an angel, and a Mensch, a human being. A Malach has one Tafkid, and Le'olme Elomim, Adnitzach Nitzach, and forever remains at that level. There's no movement. A Mensch climbs, he grows, he stives. A human being can keep on proceeding and becoming greater and greater. When a person passes away, his nifter becomes a malach. He can't move an inch. The sons are called bro karadavua, the knees of the father. Why the knees? One at the heart, the eyes, the mind. Because after a father's nifter, and his noble children will say Kaddish, and the Enekoch will learn Torah, and the Ur Enekoch will steig, there'll be chesed, shmiras haloshin, from the boys, the girls, ribrik for shemayim. We're making them ambulatory. But the glancing Zatzal is so close to the Kisi HaKovid, but he can't move any closer. The knee is the part of the body that gives you the ability to walk, to grow, to climb, to move. It's like you're taking your father and putting him on your shoulder and walk with him. And to see the Mesilas Nefesh of the Rav of Yosef and his Rebetzin Iti, I call her Iti, not of irreverence, but my best friend in my life is Simashon Hirshvein, since I'm actually four and a half years old. And his parents, Be'er Hashem, should be resumed to have their first Shlomo Be'er Hashem. And I know Iti. And they did to Rabbi Gladstone. Their whole life they gave away to Rabbi Gladstone. Going to shul, guarding him, protecting him, spending time with him. And the Rav Rav Yosef was there, but you'd see us in Shomer. It never happens. It never happens. But Tashkoch worked it out, and Dikmas sent a dos, yens. So you tell me, the sons, the family, inseparable from their father. And it will stay that way. And you'll do for him, and he's going to do for you. Rebbe Rav Gifta told Rav Shnei Akata, who was completely devastated upon the loss of his father, Rav Aaron, Mel Vasatata, Deistavit, and Delvelt, and Svasachme, and Yavelt. More than a father can accomplish in this world, he accomplishes much more in the adult. As much as your wonderful, beloved father did for you and the family here, he's going to do so much more. And to write books about the nobility of the tzaddik and the way there's a teferis of our kehila and of Eisen's kehila. And he would come in and people would come to him for brochas and then Fellas, strangers would come to me, take me over, take me over. He needs a shidduch, he needs this. And Al's mole, Mashiach, 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 Mashiach. Mashiach came to life. Everybody says, Mashiach. But you saw almost that he was going to be there and take us to him. Again, we're limited in scope and time. To the Shmosei Tzurah V'tzurah should be a good to better his children, daughters-in-law that are like it, daughters, Eneklach, Ula Eneklach, Dershem Veirochem, 
You should shut nachas. And the children should shut nachas from themselves, knowing they had such an incredible zevi, such a gavra rabba, to mold them, not during discipline, but with a shmechel and a glint in his eye. And as I the goyim zok, the consummate mechanech is compared to a large kais surrounded by smaller kaisas. It's infectious. We should be able to better that everybody should be able to cope with this. This is the amazing nature of Kalal Yisrael. They're not tearing Kriya. They're not sitting in shabby suits. They're looking elegant in their Yom Tov Begavim. Malach, Malach Nisht, Mishmechel, all Tali and Rabbeinu should love him. That's how he lived his life. Boy, Chaleinu Hashem Aleikeinu, the Nazis could put me in a concentration camp and kill my family. Boy, Chaleinu Hashem Aleikeinu, Sashon Azois. What Panosa was he asking for? Another piece of bread? That consistency, that resiliency is the hallmark of this very incredible family. And that should continue under all Matzavim. It's Yom Tiv. All totally in the Gvir. All totally in HaKadosh Baruch Our emotions regulated and dominated by Hashem. What greater covet can there be for their father? Call upon Rav Yosef Eisen, Rav of Rosh Kailal, Kailal B'nai Torah, Flatbush. After the <coughs> tremendous words of the Rav, there's not much that I can be moistened. He presented a picture that was so much mocked that really was able to give us a, a, a small glimpse of the greatness of the Moedah, of the Gladstone. That the Tzaddik and Kodesh Levracha not only, as mentioned, did he fulfill a vow of saying Kaddish and remembering those that were not Zoycha to the Nase that him and his brother Heinich were Zoycha to, but he became a shtick, he became a Metzias an entity, a vehicle of Yiskado Yiskado Shemei Rabbah's entire life. When we were Zoycha in our shul to have High Gavra Rabbah Vyakira, such his name was Mart Chaleib, he was such a Balip Dimensh. He didn't talk much when he came to the shul. But his presence, just the smile 
and the presence of this great man solicited such love and respect. It was mentioned before. The Rav mentioned how the Hashkoch Ahanet, the Rav Yosef, in midst of a Yontif, in midst of not just a regular Yontif of a Sukhya Sawara, or even a Shavuos, but a Pesach, a Yontif that you're so absorbed with your family. The Rabban Shalom was, he drayed Hashkoch El Yoyna, that he should be there, Bishas, Misa. And in speaking to Rabbi Yosef, he said something to me last night. He said, my father was Zeichet to Mises Nashika, to a, a type of a Misa without a grimace on his face, without pain, without seeming distress. He just, Ki'ilu, that he just gave a, just a small sigh, and the Rabbani Shalom took his neshama. And I'd just like to reflect on a malbum that I heard from my Rebbe Rav Pam, that said over what the soid, what does this mean, Mises Neshika? And I think by this we'll be able to understand further about our great nifter, Rabbi Gladstein. The problem was Masber that Mises Nashika means that just like in a Shika kiss is is ischabras, you attach yourself. Mises Nashika means that those that are able to merit this type of a Yitzias Nishama, what happens at that moment is that there's is kashras. There's a there's a bond that is created at that moment between Kodesh Baruch HaKfayochel and the Nifter. And through that bond, which is so powerful, it draws out the essence of the person. There was, if one would say, upon a person that you would know, who would be royal, who would be befitting for Mises Nashika? Could somebody choose somebody more suitable? You know, people as they grow old, the nature is you become grumpy. You become intolerant. That's just nature of people getting older. They, they lack patience. And it seemed that the exact opposite was with our incredible Mace, you know, he was nifter at 1040. And since he came from Sochachov, it could be that the Hasidish Minyanim punked at that time was saying Hallel. He said Yiskadal Yiskadish his whole life, and he was nifter Bishas Hallel. When Klal Yisrael was saying Hallel, that's when the Rabbi Shalom called upon this neshama that he allowed to grace this world for more than a hundred years. The Gemara says in the Sechtas Megillah, on Daftes Vav, 
The Gemara has a machloikis in what the Pasuk means, Vayavar Mordechai. And Mordechai passed. He was machlef. He exchanged. The Gemara has a difference of opinion between Rav and Shmuel. One of the opinions is, Vayavar, that they made a fast. That they began a three-day fast on Yud Gimel Ba'adar, Yud Gimel Benissin, Yud Dalit Benissin, and on Pesach. And they fasted on Pesach. Last year, I remember speaking to Rabbi Yosef and he asked, how was the Seder with your father? And he said, my father was Mekayim all the mitzvahs halaylam. He had all the kizesim, he had the arbakoisis. He says it was just incredible. He says, could you imagine my father at that time, 105 years old, to be Mekayim all the mitzvahs kitikunai. But you know what? This year he fasted. No different than the Yidden in Shushan fasted. On this Pesach this year, just like there was a Tainus, he was Oilel Shamayim. It was a Purim Dikah, Pesach Dikah Misa. He didn't eat the Shiurim. No different than the Klal Yisrael during the Nase of that year. He came up and it was a Yishabras, not only with the Rabbi it was a Yishabras, Mordechai and Mordechai, the Esther. But I just want to, as the Rav so eloquently addressed the family, in my house, when my children want to kibitz a little bit, they call me Tatashi. They just did it last night. They asked one of my boys, could you get me? So I said, of course, Tatashi. Where do they even get such a American boys? Where do, where do you get such a, a musig? You get such a musig from Yosef Gladstein. Mamashi and Tatashi. What does Tatashi mean? Is it only like daddy, dear? No. It's much more profound and it's much more encompassing. Tatashi means that when you, your father gets an aliyah, at least what I saw in Kovan I'm sure in Agodabes Binyamin, he received many Elias as well. But when he received an, an Aliyah, although we didn't see this, but my wife said to me, all the ladies all of a sudden migrated to the front where the windows are. Not only to see how this little man that was so small who cast such a giant shadow made the brachas, but what they saw was the hand that went around his father that represented the deepest, most profound expression of love that a child could ever bestow upon a parent. The wraparound arm said it all, and that's Tatashi. That's Tatashi. But I must tell you at this time, as the Rav said, the Gladstein house should be a home that every single person who has Zeichen appearance should go and be taught lessons, not only from Yosef, but primarily go behind the Mechitza, build the Mechitza, 
and let Mrs. Gladstein give the share. Not only for her own parents, that they should be well in Gesundheit, who we also had over the years the schuss of having her father daven with us. But let everybody see what it means for a woman carrying such a major responsibility in the workforce to lovingly not only take care of parents at that time when they were in the home and run to their house, but to bring in in-law parents and to show and express a love that you weren't really sure if she was a daughter or a daughter-in-law. There was no chiluk. When people say, oh, you're, my, you're not my daughter-in-law, you're my daughter, many times it's just a zrikas and a plikas peh. It's a nicety. It's, a, it, it's just a protocol to say. This was not a protocol. This was a metzias. There was no difference between a daughter and a daughter-in-law. The parents were Makadish the bias. If you want to go ahead and smell Olam Haba, walk into the Gladstein home. Because their house was a, no different than a home that carried Oren Bris Hashem. And as the Rav said in conclusion, Ein Oymrim Lefnei Ames El Advarim Shal Rav Mardchaleib, as much as he spoke so few words, had such an incredible ability to just be able to target with such precision, with such words of bracha and recognition and acknowledge that if you asked him a question, it was meshiv kehalacha, exactly precise. But there was one thing that he was obsessed with, and that was Mashiach. And if I might say, there's a Zoyer that I spoke out yesterday in Shul. And the Zara Kaddish being brought in the Haggadah, the Shemi Shmuel, who is now in his sale Kinofov as well. He brings down Isaiah that says that a person in this world that develops midas and develops certain passions in Ruchnius, he takes those passions and those midas and he brings them to the next world. And in the next world, there's no stopping. There's just going mechayel ochoyel. Does anyone have a suffix? that Rav Mardcha Gladstein is facing the Kisya Kovid and Mashiach Tzidkenu. And he's being Tevayim because now no longer is Rav Mardcha Leib your timid, older person. He's now a Leib. He's now 30 and 40. He's the Gavar Rab, as the Rav said, that built McVoice. There's no restraints of body. There's no frailty any longer. There's no limitations or restrictions in his gvura. He's that mighty warrior that brought him to Pittsburgh to be Marbet's Torah for decades. 
He's that person that was the, didn't step away like Mosh Yodai Mi Yodai of the Heilige Kleisenberg Rebbe, Sechet Tzadik HaKadosh Levracha. And they are now, Rav Mardecha could say, he was a Ratzu, Rav Mardechai was Ratzu L'Roi V'Echav. Mardechai laid Gladstein, wanted to bring out greatness. He was Ratzu L'Roi V'Echav. He was always looking, he, who had Gever, he was the man that his words were such words of sweetness. Any one that came to get a bracha, he made them feel so good. Not at age 30 and 40, at age 100 and 102. You walked away exhilarated. You walked away uplifted from just being in his mechitza, seeing the smile. He was truly umardachai the, the vision of, of Mordechai Glassy was to see everybody in their greatness. We should be Shalom could give the family the strength to be able to carry on. And take Nafshait Surab Surachayim, Umach Hashem Dima, Mikal Al Kalpani. upon Elio Moshe Gladstein, grandson of the Nifter. It's hard to convey these tremendous ahava that Zadie had for all of us. He had for Zadie. When Zadie came to live with us three and a half years ago, I couldn't believe it. My whole life, I got to see Zadie. I got it here or there. Summer, maybe, family simcha, but to be able to see Zadie every day, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how fortunate I was. Bobby and Zadie would come every single Yantif. You talk about Simchas Yantif. That, that was the Simchas Yantif for Bobby and Zadie to come. I remember every Pesach, I would lay in Shir Hashirim in the shul, and I would get Shkayach, some different people, but there was nothing more satisfying than seeing Zadie beaming when Zadie came to live with us 101, 102, 103 you would think oh, he lives a long life he's going to go on vacation no vacation woke up every morning for Shacharis he stepped here with a magnifying glass learning to Hillam didn't waste one second Zadie had a huge hashbah on, on every single person that came in. You had to act a certain way around Zadie. You wouldn't just run your mouth. You had to have some, act like a bentaira. You couldn't just, you know, that's not the way you act around a, a Talmud Chacham, a Tzadik. But Zadie had that tremendous hashbah around everyone. Never a word of, of Musa, never a, a harsh word.
person could be at their lowest point. And you go to Zaidi, always had divrei chizuk, divrei bracha, because every day was a new day. Every day was, was an opportunity for his chachos, no matter what was done before. Even though Zadie lived through the most unimaginable horrors, it didn't callous him to other people. Pink cared, it turned him, he was very, very sensitive to every person's needs. It didn't matter whether the person was an Adam Gadol or an Adam Katan, uh, uh, from a Yid, a Haredi, Medernish, Jew, not Jew, every person came to Zadie and they had tremendous ava from him and he, he, they had tremendous physic from him. And just to keep it very, very makatser, Zadie, I love you very much and I'm going to miss you. And not, none of us c- could ever forget you. There'll be a male at Siyashver and Mirta Shem will bring the Gula Shalema. We thought the day would never come. How are you, Zaycha, to live so long? Your life defied all logic. Eichmann, selection lines, crematoria. You're pulled out at the last moment smuggling tefillin into death camps with a gun at your head, nisim v'neflois every step of the way. In your 80s, the joke was you had the non-retirement dinner. At 85, you pledged never to retire. And then in your 90s, you would go every morning to the koilel for davening, for dafhayoimi, returning home three hours after you left. Zaidi, you said the hardest part about turning 90 was reading the Rashi Oisios in the Gemara. You could be at any shir, at any blot in Shas, and say along with the Magid shir as if you learned the blot yesterday. Who could ever forget Zaidi when you were Oile Latoira at 98 years old? Komi Shaloira Harav Mardachai Leib Gladstein Oile Latoira Ben Meyoshana Loira Kovadatoira Miyamav. You would think the man running to be Oile Latoira was 30 years old, 20 years old, with such Gevura, with such Zrizus, which says Avas Hatoira. We all say we're the Amhanivchar, we're the chosen people. Whoever never heard Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein say the words, Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Ha'amim, doesn't know what it means that we are the Amhanivchar.
you pen the words, Ani hagever ra ani b'shevet avrasai, in reference to seeing the Warsaw Ghetto, thousands of skeletons littered with corpses, faces distorted, swollen. You described the rivers of blood. You wrote the words how no imagination, no matter how daring, could possibly conceive anything we've seen or lived through. No language has been created to describe the enormity of the Holocaust. You were the one who penned the words, the yells of the women, the weeping of the children, their cries for despair and mercy ring in my ears till this very day. And yet, somehow, you emerged unscathed by these experiences. One would have expected somebody to be emotionally, psychologically scarred to wallow in self-pity, but Zaidi, you devoted your entire essence, your entire life to bring comfort, to bring solace, to bring chizuk, to zekenim, zekenois, almonois, yusoimim, choyle hanefesh. Zaidi was the chief chaplain of the state of Pennsylvania. And in that capacity, he would spend his days traveling from one institution to the next, from one umlal to the next, breathing life. How many thousands of choylem did you encourage in your lifetime? How many of these people lived years, decades longer because every day you and Bubi would wheel them into shul, put talis on them, put tefillin on them, bring them to meals? How did you do this? Zaidi, what were you made out of? To live 105 productive years, vibrant years, Zaidi, no language has ever been created to capture the greatness of your lifetime. Bama harachta yamim. How did you do this? Sadik Yechia. Your Amuna, the Ribbonishlam was your best friend. The Ribbonishlam was a tangible reality to you. Zaidi was once interviewed after the war, and he was asked, Rabbi Gladstein, you're the eyewitness of the atrocities to your people, you saw your family massacred, your nation butchered. Did you at any point in time lose faith in the promises of the Torah? Did you at any point in time lose faith in your God? And Zaidi said, did I lose faith? Sure I lost faith. I lost faith in man. How could a civilized society like Germany shed their conscience and butcher an innocent people? How could England, the United States, Roosevelt, who knew where Auschwitz was and bombed the perimeter, how could they ignore what was happening? So yes, I lost faith in man, but never for a moment did I lose faith in my God. My faith in the Rebbe only became stronger.
Who can fathom the soaring faith of this tzaddik? Who can imagine the majesty of this neshama? Anyone who saw Rabbi Gladstein immediately understood what it meant. Eloikai, neshama, shenazatabi, tahayrahi. Zaydi, today there's a great simcha in Shemayim. It's a big yomtif today in the Shemayim. There's a Kabbalah's panim like there never was. Beroisham, David HaMelech. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, Va'ani Sefila, and I am prayer. What does that mean? What, what did David mean, and I am prayer? Could we begin to explain what those words mean? But anyone who knew Zaydi didn't have to explain what those words mean. They understood intuitively. Zaydi, you taught us what it meant, Va'ani Tefillah. You personified tefillah. You lived tefillah. One time I had a zechus to go to Eretz Yisrael. Zaydi and Bubi took us to Eretz Yisrael. And Zaydi was saying to Hillam on the plane the entire flight. And he turns to me and says, Dani, see this pasuk? This is my life. Ki nafshi mimaves. As eini mendima, as ragli midachi, as halich lefnei Hashem ve'artzoi sachayim. The Yibam Shem saved my soul from Moves, and now I have the great privilege to walk before the Yibam Shalalam in Eretz Yisrael. How many hundreds and thousands of times did Zaydi complete Sefer Tehillim? B'devekus atzuma shalohaya me'olam. So David HaMelech is coming to be Mechabel Panim. The Malbim. How attached you were to the Malbim. Did a day go by? Did a conversation go by that Zaydi didn't mention the Malbim? All of Zaydi's Malbims on Mishle, on Eoiv, on Yeshaya are annotated, notated with Chidushim and notes. Zaydi's Mishle, he has chidushim of how to counsel people a piece psychology based on the Malbum on Mishle. And Zaydi's favorite was Shir Hashirim. Zaydi said every year from the Gerareba that Shlomo Amalek said the first parak of Tehillim and his soul ascended the first rung of heaven and then he descended. And then he said the second parak of Shir Hashirim, and then Shlomo Amalek came down until Shlomo said the seventh and final parak of Shir Hashirim, and his neshama went up to the Kisei HaKavad. Zaydi, you too, after Klal Yisrael completed Shir Hashirim, the night of the Seder, your Helig and neshama also ascended to the Kisei HaKavad in the seventh and final parak of Shir Hashirim. On one occasion, we went to Pittsburgh, we visited Zaydi and Bobby about five years ago. And Zaydi comes, uh, he sees walking into the room, children, grandchildren, 
great-grandchildren. And he was so overcome with emotion, he had a flashback to his first day in Auschwitz. And Zaidi said that when he came to Auschwitz, he heard the Zikainim were crying, who's going to say Kaddish for us? Who's going to say Kaddish for us? And Zaidi said, I thought to myself, who's going to say Kaddish for me? I'm not even married. I don't have children. And now, Doirois, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. For 75 years, Zaidi said Kaddish for the six million Shachris, Mincha, and Marav. He didn't miss one Kaddish. In the Shamayim now, there's a Kabbalah's Panim. There's a Yomtiv, there's a Simcha in the Shamayim, and all six million Kadoshim are greeting Haramart Chaled Gladstein, and they're saying, Yasher Kaychacha. And as, as it was mentioned, Zaidi built yeshivas in the DP camps, mikvahs, Beis Yaakovs, he distributed Sfarim, Sefrei Torah, Mezuzos. But in his most sacred and important task, as the head of the religious department of the Joint Distribution Committee, Zaidi took on the role of finding relatives of all the survivors, otherwise they couldn't come to America or Eretz Yisrael, and he did not leave Europe until every last survivor was able to either come to the United States of America or come to Eretz Yisrael and rebuild their lives. The renaissance of Torah we see today in America, in Eretz Yisrael, Zaidi had so much nachas from because he understood these were his payrolls. There's a great Kabbalah's Panim. Bobby is coming out to greet Zaid. Was there ever in the history of the world such a Kiddushin, such a marriage like Zaidi and Bobby? Kisamechacha Yitzircha Beganed and Mikadem. I don't know what Oil Mahaba smells like, but if you went to Zaidi and Bubi's house in Pittsburgh, you would smell the reach of Ganeda. I want to take the occasion to thank my parents, my dear mother. Where is Zaidi going to go after the Shiva? Mommy said, Zaidi's coming straight from the last day of Shiva in the morning. Put him in the car, put him on the plane, tell him you're packing a few things. He's just coming for a visit and never turning around. There was never a question, there was never a doubt. That was Mommy's decision. And she was Zoycha to bring the Oren HaKodesh and transform the bias into the Beit HaMikdash. We also are in, eternally indebted to Perry, who's uh, part of the Mishpacha. If you need to know some good Sachachav Nagunim, just ask Perry. Perry will share all the family secrets and 
The Creator should bless Perry with good health and happiness for his dedicated service. As was mentioned, everyone talks about Mashiach. Zaydi lived Mashiach. For Zaydi, Mashiach was like making an order, and Amazon says it's coming today or tomorrow, 50-50, that's how Zaydi waited for Mashiach. It was a reality. It's here. It's coming. Siyon hi, doireish einla, meklal deboi drisha. You have to be doireish tsiyon. Ask of Chaim Knievsky, how are you doireish tsiyon? You have to be toivea. Zaydi was toivea, the Mashiach. He was metzape legeula more than anybody I know. But Zaydi says we're going to take it to the next level. Benisan nigalu, benisan asidan ligal. Says the Medrash Tanchuma, betesvav benisan nigalu, ubetesvav benisan asidan ligal. So Zaydi says, I'm going to go straight up to the Kisei HaKavod on Tesvav Nisan. And I'm not going to rest and I'm not going to stop and I'm going to be Toivea. During the heat of Corona, we said, Zaydi, be Mispalel for the, the disease to end. And Zaydi said, no. I'm going to be Mispalel for the Geula. When the Geula comes, we don't have to be Mispalel for the disease to end. Zaydi is sitting by the Kisei HaKavod. He's the guarantor. He's the Arev. He says, Rebbeinu Shalolam. V'tesvav benisan nigalu. V'tesvav benisan asidan ligoel. And now he will fulfill the full meaning of Kichilatzta nafshi mimaves asaini medima esragli midachi. To be laid to rest on the yard side of his Heligarebbe. Rav Menachem Zemba, who he was together with on Pesach 78 years ago. On Cholomoy Pesach, on the day he will be interred on Harazesim, Zaydi will be reunited with his Helegarebus, with Bubi, with all the Kedoshim. Yizichroi Baruch, Hinishmasay Nitzvura B'Sarachayim, Bilamavas Lanetzach, Umach Hashem Lekim, Dimameya Kopane. upon Dr. Yitzchak Gladstein, son of the Nifter. speakers before me, it is a nigh impossible task to add to what they've already said about the years that my father endured during the terrible, terrible Muhammad. Much has been written, much ink has been spilled by others by Tati himself with his hundreds of articles that he tried to describe 
horrors that we can only imagine. In fact, <clears throat> I located late last night, early this morning, a translation of a death march that Tati took in the final days of the war. And Tati wrote, it was April 1945, it was Pesach. He was one of only a few hundred prisoners who survived the death camps and the Nazis still wouldn't let go of them and brought them through unspeakable horrors and a death march. And Zadie summarized, Tati summarized it by saying, like the Gemara said in Erevin, even when the Rishayim are by Share Gehenim, they still don't do tshuva. But yet somehow Tati survived. He met Mommy. They got married. <clears throat> And they lived a very, very nice life in Pittsburgh for many, many decades. And then, of course, the speakers ahead of me, before me, spoke about how Etienne Yossi took them in and what a special time it was. I want to talk about a little bit of a different period. I want to talk about what was life like during those decades in Pittsburgh in the 1960s, in the 1970s, and the 1980s, when I was just a kid growing up in Pittsburgh, the city of champions, the Steelers, the Pirates. That's what a kid growing up sees, but his parents didn't have any interest in football. They didn't have any interest in sports. Their main focus in life was always Yenem, taking care of other people. It was never about them. I used to joke, it wasn't really a joke with my kids, what are we going to do, Chalamaid? <clears throat> we'll go here, we'll go there. And they asked me, Daddy, what did you do, Chalamaid, in Pittsburgh? I said, I had a little bit of a different Chalamaid experience. I would go to the state hospitals where people were chayle nefesh. People were not well. Those were the days before the medications, and you couldn't let these people out on the streets. They were locked in wards. And Tati would take me there, and of course he took Yossi there as well when Yossi was in Pittsburgh. And he would speak to each one, each one of them, even though you could see they were tormented souls. And he would administer to them, and he would tend to them gently and speak to them just like they were regular people and treat them with respect that they probably never got in their lives from anyone except from Tati. <laughs> 
That was my Cholamite trip. That was my Cholamite amusement park. But I didn't miss it because I was with Tati. You know, I found, as you know, he was a, they both were walking Kiddush Hashem. They were walking Mesilas Yasharim. They were living Sifrei Taira. What tafkid is there of a yid other than to be makadeh shem shamayim? There's no bigger tafkid. I ask your patience when I read a very short letter that I located in the early hours of the morning. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Department of Public Welfare, dated October 24th, 1984, the Honorable Thomas W. Jackson, Director, Commonwealth Chaplaincy Services. It's addressed to my father, Rabbi Gladstein. Dear Rabbi Gladstein, I learned this week it would be your last day as a staff chaplain at Mayview Hospital. I was moved by this information and took time to reflect on it. Now remember, this guy was a Galach. He was the chief priest of all the different state hospitals in Pittsburgh. And he continues, Rabbi Gladstein, your career as a state mental health chaplain has spanned many years and many decades and at various times reached across many hospitals. The multitudes of Jewish people to whom you have administered have been enriched by your presence. The many other persons, not of the Jewish faith, whom you have come to know and with whom you have shared friendship have been inspired and edified by your being among them. I wish to take this occasion to express my sincere personal thanks to convey the appreciation of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and its administrators and its workers and directors for your many years of dedication in the role of the Jewish chaplain in our state hospitals. You have been an important part of the chaplaincy program and you have admirably represented the Jewish faith and your memory will be held in blessedness. And that was from an Eino Yehudi. After decades of seeing Tati working alongside him. And that was a little taste of what it was like to grow up in Pittsburgh. Never a raised voice. In the household. Ani Meid. Never a flash of anger. Never a sharp Never a sharp word, ever. Only love and gentleness and kindness and chizuk and especially reserved for mommy. Hushed tones, respect. That's what it was like to grow up. Walking down the streets of Squirrel Hill as a child was a tad annoying. 
it was impossible to walk down Murray Avenue without being greeted, my parents being greeted, by the locals. And they would stop and, and explain how happy they were and how grateful they were for everything that Mommy and Tati did for their grandmother, their grandfather, their niece, their nephew, their cousin. And as a kid, it got annoying after a while. But then I realized as I grew older that the reason they were treated like these local celebrities is because they treated every person like a celebrity. From the most hush of people to the janitors, to the switchboard ladies, to the servers at the home, everyone was treated with the utmost respect and was meant to felt, feel special. And of course, we as children received that treatment as well. That's what it was like to grow up in the Gladstein family. You know, there's a minhug in certain communities in Europe that the Aron, that they brought the, the nifter to Kaver Yisrael was made out of the, the materials that that person used and that, that, that wood was made on that person. So a shoemaker, they took his shoemaker stand. A, uh, a Schneider, they took the, 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 the stand that he used to, to, to cut the cloth. And I have no doubt that our kitchen table would be made on all the mishalachim that would come and he would write each one out with a check. No matter who they were, what they were, he would offer them mezaynish, shahakol, asked how they were, asked how their, their travels were, the many people that Tati and Mommy counseled, the, the chasen and kalas that came into the house. We had several chasenas in our house. So not only would the kitchen table be made, the umud and, and, and all the shtellers in the Jewish home and the Torah's Chaim would be made and all the drushes and all the chizuk <coughs> and all the, my, my vision growing up was Tati sitting at the desk till wee hours of the morning writing hespedim for all the niftarim in Pittsburgh, all the niftarim and, and each each ice, each letter, he would try to capture the essence of that person. And of course, he was successful. So, we have to be Messiah, we have to be Makatsar. So I have to, you know, they say it's impossible to show, it's impossible to, to, to repay all the chesed that your parents did for you. It's impossible. Because your parents were there 24-7. So I, I, I don't have words to any time. They're always available my whole life. Thank you, Tati. Thank you, Mommy, for everything. Standing right beside them, I, it's impossible to thank Yossi and Iti for everything they did for Mommy, for Tati, all these years, especially the last few years. I'll just say thank you. And I, I also have to say thank you to my wife, Gitty. The last years when I was commuting back and forth to Boston, and she didn't see me all week, the kids didn't see me, and I said, you know, Gitty, I have to go to my Pittsburgh, I have to, and then she said, just go, just go, just go. 
go see your parents. And I would fly from Boston to Pittsburgh at least once a month, and she always encouraged me. So, be Messiah, Tati, you'll be Lichtegaganaden, together with Mommy, and all your Mishpachas, who unfortunately never went to Kaver Yisrael. And You were my life, my heart, my light. Anyone who knows me knows of me was my pride and joy. The pride and joy of our entire mishpacha. Who am I? Ani Yosef, Oid Obichai. That's who I was. My definition is Ani Yosef, Oid Obichai. Tata, you left me too soon. You think 106 years is long enough? No. Not long enough. Your last words. Your last words, the last sentence that my father, Hareni Kaparis Mishkavai, said was, I am waiting for Mashiach. Doctor of neurology came into the stroke unit. Rabbi, lift your arms. Rabbi, lift your legs. And at that point, my father still could do that. And Tatashi. The doctor asked you, what's your name? Rabbi, what's your name? And Tati, you said, my name is Marta Leib. And then Dr. Jin pointed to me right next to you and said, what's his name? Now, my father for my entire life always called me Yassi, Yassalaf. Yasashi. No. The last time he referred to me in the stroke unit of Maimonides, Yosef Nachem. He knew. He's Marcha Leib Ben Yosef Menachem. I said to you, Tati, Tati, the doctor wants to talk to you. He wants to test your read. 
Nitati. It's Chodesh Nisan. Benisan Nigalu or Benisan Asidin Ligoyal. That was his penultimate sentence. The next day, Dr. Jin comes in again. Rabbi, Rabbi, are you tired? I am waiting for Mashiach. That was his last sentence. I am waiting for Mashiach. No. Everyone who knew him knew he lived first with the Rabbanu Shalaylam. He was never Mesiach Das from the Rabbanu Shalaylam. And zweitens, Mashiach. A few, few years ago, I think it was at maybe on Purim, at Donnie's house, he told me for the first time that when he was in Auschwitz, he believed every single day as Mashiach came tight. And he always believed it. Bemuna Shalema. And he would quote from the Grace of Rabbis, the Kutzker, others, We're ready for Mashiach. You can come. Where are you? And the Rabbanu Shalaylam wanted to take him to his Neshama Tahira to be Nehenemi Ziv Hashrina. Hai Gavra Rabba, Avinu, Mairenu, Vrabenu, Harav Hatzadik, Ravmart Chaleb, Ben Yosef Menachev, Haredi Kaparos Mishkavai, Rav Paalim, Litaira, Usauda, Ish Hashgalais, Ubaal Midais Niskavais, Safra Rava, Ahov Lamala, Vinechmad Lamata, Durachov Darche Noyam, Vichol Nisivaisov Shalom. Those words come from the Machaber of the Sefer. Parshas Gedulas Mordechai. Tata, your message was always one of amuna and encouragement. When the most dire conditions ever visited on anyone in the history of this world, mitchilasai vatsaifai, were visited upon you, you emerged victorious. You are Ud You are the living because Sadiqibim You were the emblem of Klal Yisrael's Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker. You were filled with the Ruach Elohim to rebuild the shattered world. 
and to be mekarev libon shal Yisrael lavinu shebashamayim. And as Rabbi Dani mentioned, after the war, he met my mother, Aleha Shalom, Sina, Sina Volman, the daughter of the last Admar Misachachov, the last Av Basin of Sachachov, Yehuda Leib Volman, Hashem Yikram Domai, who would not leave the Warsaw Ghetto, even though he had an opportunity to do so, he would not leave his Kehillah. And my father met her in the DP camp, fell to think. My father had been liberated from Dachau. He was given an opportunity to shoot the Germans. General Bradley gave him a gun. Rabbi, kill them. You could take revenge. The world press is not here now. They're not here yet. They will never know. And Tata, you declined the offer. Tatashi, what you said was, I leave revenge to the Rabbanishalaylam. I have my freedom. My freedom is to be reunited with the Gemara. How many days and nights was my father Mephalpel in Auschwitz, in Dachau, in Bergen-Belsen, with the Gedele Yisrael? That was the true meaning of Tarash of Alpeh. That's what kept them alive. My father always told me what, what kept them alive also. The words of Yeshaya Hanavi, the words of Nechama, that were so close to him with Parish HaMalvim. Mordechai Leib ben Yosef Menachem, Rashi Tevois Malvim. And his great Zayda, who was the Rav in Lynchitz at the time that the Malbim came to Lynchitz, was a Yedid Nehmon together and confident of the Malbim. Tata, you used to be Mephalpel with the Imre Emes, with the Gerareva, Rebavra and you showed him the Malbim's parish on Shirashirim, Shire Hanefesh. And the <coughs> Geru Rebbe said, this was a matana min hashamayim, Martha, that you would show me and that you would explain to me. When I was 18 years old, one summer my father learned with me Shir Hashirim with the parish of the Malbum, Shir HaNefesh. To this day, that remains one of the great highlights of my life. You see, he wasn't a regular father. He didn't go outside in the backyard and play baseball with me. No, as a matter of fact, for many, many years, Tata used to joke. My father, by the way, had a, a great sense of humor. Am I right, Perry? Perry's laughter filled up the house. And when Ellie would come and talk to Zadie, Zadie, his jokes were fantastic. But my father would say, 
You know, when Yossi was a little boy, I made a deal with him. The deal was, I would teach him Vyazoi Milant Gemara, and he would teach me sports. But, you know what happened? He learned Gemara, but he never taught me how to play sports. That was, that was, his, that was my father's joke. <clears throat> Majesty and humility, royalty and humbleness before the Rabbanu Shalom would never ever speak about himself. I, what I know about his early days of yeshiva is for other people. He was called the Eloi from Plutsk. He, he knew so many hundreds of, of Dafe Gemara Balpeh as, as Rav Daniel Yaakov alluded to. He would go Bizik Nusai actually was late when he was a young a much younger man of a hundred and one and a hundred and two. He would go every day to the Dafyaimi at the Carlo in Pittsburgh, given by Rav Levi Langer, one of the great Lamdanim. And Rav Levi would say the Daf, but my father it was Shkura B'fiv. It didn't matter where it was from, which, which Seder. And he would say it along, and he would teach it. And sometimes people told me they didn't know who exactly was giving the daf. Was it Levi Langer, or was it your father who was giving the daf? He was old school. He would say the Gemara along with the Magid Shir. La'ilam yashlish adam es My father is Mekayim this. Gemara. Sifrei Chasidus, Sifrei Tanakh, Chafdalad Sifrei Kaidesh. You could say any Pasuk, the most obscure Pasuk from Treyasar, and my father would tell you where it is, what it was from. Not too long ago, right before COVID, it's raining. My father wants to go to Shul. It's raining, it's pouring. We're going around the corner to. Uh, Rabbi Eisenshul and I would say Tati you can't go it's v'nishmarta ma'oid l'nafshoi seichem and he would say l'nafshoi seichem that's the emphasis and he would want we were able to persuade him not to my father said if anyone ever did him a favor in life he would never forget it. He would always be Makritai. So I am certain that he vests in me the authority to thank certain individuals. And I first I want to, on behalf of my Tatashi, I want to thank the Gdoyle Harabanim who were here, who were Mechabed him. Moshe Tuvia Leaf Shlita, Zemar Dasra, that was his Rav Benyamin, and Harav Rabbi Yosef Halevi Eisen Shlita, the Rav Edmar Dasra of the Kailo B'nai Taira, and his own grandson, who was so proud of, Rav Daniel Yaakov Gladstein, as well as the Kehilais that were so kind to him when he 
the, whether it was Agrisol based Binyamin, the Kihila, Kailo Benetaira, Kihila Magid Harakia, everyone treated him with such covet. When he went up to the Tyra, it was as Yedidi Ahuvi, Rabbi Eisen mentioned, when he went up to the Tyra, it was really something to see, as Yedidi Rav Leaf mentioned as well in other aspects. I remember once my friend Mendy Stern said, you know, Yussing, when your father goes up to the Tyra, the way he approaches it, and the way he makes the bracha, you could it's so moving. And afterwards, I said, you know, Tatashi, my friends are are nispoil at the way you go up to the sacred Torah. And he said, when I go up for an aliyah, it's like I'm going to Mamad Harsinai to be Makabal the Torah. And my Chavusa, the Gabai Ochanan Hamada, can testify to that. What that was, what that is like. Sipiso Lishua. Every day he believed Mashiach is coming. The Rosh and Shamayim now, greeting him. The Malbum. The Kloisenberger Rebbe, his great Rebbe, Rav Nachum Zemba, Rav Shlomo David Kahana, who gave him smicha, the Rav of Varsha, the Tzaddik of Ranana, the Ben Lo Ashri, Bracha Mishuleshes, Rav Yitzchak Hakoin Huberman, who gave him smicha, the Imre Emes, the tens of thousands of Yidin that he reunited, Lahaksik Leib Nidkoyim, the shares Haplata, Zikanim, Zikanois, Tati, you were Raya Naman to all of your Kehilois. First in 1950, you were inaugurated into the Taurus Chaim Shul in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You were offered a job in synagogues, Kivyachal, in Philadelphia for five times as much money. Chas Shalom, you would never consider such a thing. You came straight. Why did you come? You would not leave Europe until every last Yid had a passport, had a visa to go to America, England, Palestine, wherever it was, until finally, in 1949, the Mamashi said to you, there's nobody left. And Tati, in your inimitable way, you said, Sinala, and they got passage to Pittsburgh where my father had the job. He had an offer from the Taras Chaim Shul. And at the same time, he was Raya Neman at the Taras Chaim Shul and then at the Jewish home in Pittsburgh and ultimately uh, the Riverview Jewish Center where he was Rabbi Emeritus. And at the same time, Tati, you were appointed by the governor of Pennsylvania to his cabinet, the Secretary for Aging and Mental Health, and then you were elected Chief Chaplain of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as my brother Yitzhak so eloquently depicted for us, 
I remember as a little boy going out to the rolling hills of Appalachia, the Allegheny Mountains, beautiful country. In Pennsylvania, they call it God's country. And for some reason, they have more of these institutions per capita in Pennsylvania than anywhere else. Not because there are more crazy people in Pennsylvania, but there was a budget for that. They understood the Kashivas. And I would go there and it didn't matter, Yehudi, Lo Yehudi, Lavan, Shachar, Tonkala, the dignity that he gave these people. I remember playing in his office and he would bring people in to counsel them. And I, I was always struck by the softness and the way that he was Micaiah these people and restored them. And he spoke Aliban. And how many times I could be mayed. People, Lo Yehudim, Shkharim, all, all ethnicities would come to him and say, Rabbi, convert me to be Jewish. And he says, what do you mean to convert me to be Jewish? What? He says, because we see, you're the only Jew I know, but I want to be like you. This, this was not a rare occurrence. And Agavorka, I want to tell you, um, I had the opportunity to be Makar of Yidin all over the world, 300 cities, Aisha um, Torah's discovery program, worldwide program that brought back hundreds of thousands of Yidin. There is no question that the single most impactful st stories and episodes on Aliban Shalkla Yisrael are the stories of Emuna of my parents, especially of my father. I would read passages of my father, of what he did in these places, in Auschwitz and Dachau, how after he was liberated, he became the translator for Supreme Allied Commander Dwight Eisenhower and a liaison between the United States Army and the Sheriff Hapleta. And I saw it in, deep in the heart of Texas, in front of a crowd of many hundreds of people, I can't vouch how many were Yidin or not, that a Galach got up when I told him the story of how the Tata, how you emerged from the, from the crematoria, and he put on a yarmulke on his head, and he said, I pledge to become a Halachic Jew. Just hearing about you, Tati, and seeing you, everything you did was to bring a Kiddush Hashem. But how much you loved the Mamashi for almost four years, just about every day. Yossi, Yossi, tell me, do you know where the Mamashi is? First, I would say, she's with the one shalom. But where, where, where? Her has Every day that he heard this, it was like 
in the Skadesh. He missed her so much. They were married over 70 years. He married my mother when he, my father came to the DP camp Baldufin, and he was Taveya Beisyakov, and he saw her there, and he found out she was the daughter of the Sachet Shalom. She was 16 years old. And he said, when you're ready to start a family, keep me in mind. Two years later, they had the Nisuin. They were in München. Rav Lazarowski, who was the chief Rav of München, later in Philadelphia, he was in Masada Kedushin. My mother writes about it in her book, how, <coughs> how he galvanized the Sheris HaPlato. They had American rabbis come and senators, but their words were meaningless to the Sheris HaPlato. But the Tata lived through it, and his message was always one of hope. The Rabbanisham wants us to continue. The Rabbanisham wants us, yes, we all suffered losses, but the Rabbanisham wants us to get married, to rebuild. And he rebuilt, he built mikvahs with the Kleisenberger Rebbe. Tata, people don't know because they know you already when you were already a Zakeh Muflag. But I remember as a young boy, your oratory. I, I have heard great speakers, Baruch Hashem, we're blessed with some of the world-class speakers that we heard this, till the, this morning. But to match your toichen, your passion, and your dvarm ha-yoytzim in halev, I've never heard, I've never seen that since. Till the end, 105 and more, Tati, you never walked with the cane. You ambulated on your own. You had gvura. Every word that came out of your mouth was cogent, inspiring, full of chachma. Tati, you would want me to thank many people. But first and foremost, the one person most responsible for extending Tatashi your life without question. The one person with extended your life, Tati, as you know, with so much love, dedication, E.T. Glatsky. But she did every day, every hour. There's no such thing as a day off, no such thing as vacation. You don't go on vacation. Yeah. She had the, the zchus, the pleasure, the kavod to take care of you, Tati, and you appreciate it so much. Every thought, every day was to arrange for everything only for him while holding a full-time job in a very senior medical position in New York's busiest hospital. 
You saw your first patient at 8 o'clock in the morning. You left the house 6 o'clock. You were getting up. E.T. got up at 3, 3.30, below Guzma, to prepare all your meals, to have everything ready for you. Like a Koyin Godol, doing the Avaida on Yom HaKippurim, Bifnayu Bifnim. And how much you loved her. I have to say, you didn't know anybody's name. You knew Yossi. But E.T., you called her the Malka. That was, that was your name for her. So my father would say, my Malka, my beloved, Yehi Maskerich Shlema Meim Hashem, Elokei Yisrael. My brother Yitzchak, the best son possible. How much you did for our parents for so long in so many ways. E.F. Charlotte Fartam, Director of Reproductive Endocrinology, uh, Harvard, the highest possible accolades of reproductive endocrinology, and, but you never did not have time, energy, in every possible way. And I know Tati appreciated so much, the Mama she appreciated so much. My, my children, my grandchildren, Donnie and Suri, always hosting us. Ahuva gave up her room for Zadie. All, everyone, Ari and Ilana, so many times you had Zaidi, the COVID that you treated him with, Yitzchak and Gitti, the times that you had him. And always being there for us. Eliyahu Moshe, Brigi, Zaidi, daily, joy, humor. Taking away from your busy court schedule to take Zaidi to the doctor, even if you had to jumble around court appearances and trials, you always put Zaidi first. And your beautiful Nagunim, unsurpassed. Eved Ne'emon, Perry Ray, Perry, I'm talking to you on behalf of my father. My father had a special place in his heart for you, just like you loved him. Every night he would give you blessings, and those blessings will stay with you for the rest of your life. You were one of the finest individuals I have ever met in any walk of life. A gewaldigabalmidois. Never a harsh word, the slightest, between my father and Perry. Perry did everything with such dedication. We will never forget it, Perry. God will surely bless you 
and yours for the rest of your life, and you will always be part of our family. Finally, at the end, Tatashi, the Rabbanu Shalaylam gave you his ultimate gift. As Rav Eisen mentioned, he gave you the gift of Mises Mashika, and he gave me one of the greatest gifts of my life, that I was zeichet to be with you when the Rabbanu Shalaylam took your pure, holy neshama back to the Kisei HaKavayt to be Nehenna Mizev HaShchina. Tati, you used to like to, you, you like to hear me learn. I'm going to conclude. Asher Gideloi HaMelech HaMelech Malkoi Shalailam Haloi Hem Kisuvim Hem Kisuvim Aluach Libenu Charusim Besichroineinu Kavuim Verayoneinu Ubesefer Zichroinois Melech Malche Hamalachim Tatashi Kichbezeich Bechila on behalf of the Bishbacha. If somehow we would not nahig you Bechavit, you should be a Melitz Yosher. You'll be reunited now in Ganadin with the Mamashi. You should be a Melitz Yosher for, for our Mishbacha, for all of Klal Yisrael to hasten the Mashiach. Bila ha-maves lo-netzach u-mocha Hashem elokim dima mi-al kolbanim. The mace is being taken to Eretz Yisrael for internment on Har Hazesim. The Shiva information will be posted soon. We're going to conclude with one parak of Tehillim. We ask everyone to rise. Mechtam leDavid, Shamrini El Kichasi Sivach, Amart Ladoino Yadoino Yata, Toy Vosival Olacha, Lakdoishim Asher Baorat Seima, Vadirei Kochav Sivam, Yerbuatz Voisamacher Maharu, Balasich Neskei Amidam, Uvalasach Moisam Asfasai, Adoino Menas Chalki Vechoisi, Ata Toy Mechkoiroli. Chavolim nafli vanimim afnach lashapraloi avareches alino yashar yotzani afleilois yisruni chol yosai shivisi alino lenegdi samir kimimini balemoid lachin somach libi vayogel kvodi 
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.